a playlist original. to be petty welcome back to another episode of rtbp i am so glad you're here i hope you're having a great week i am a little bit boy sick which means that i have the mildest form of a cold like barely a sore throat and runny nose but i'm acting like i just came back from war and need to be you know like taken out to the seaside in a rocking chair like wrapped in blankets to just you know reflect on my life as I'm going to pass away soon. And I don't know, that's been kind of getting me down. Like I had to cancel a bunch of yoga classes and stuff like that. But you know, we're pushing through. (laughs) We're being strong. And this week, because of said illness, I started the TV show Shadowhunters on Netflix. Has anybody watched that? I think that there's like three or four seasons. It's very much like a bad version of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So if you were a fan of Buffy... I don't know, maybe you can check it out. But yeah, it's bad dialogue, like bad costumes, like pretty bad acting and stuff like that. But like, I don't know, I'm on like season one, episode four, and I know that there's a bunch of really good TV that I could be watching, but here I am watching Shadowhunters. And then the last update for me, last week I went to Target, so... As I'm sure all of you know, I'm from Canada. Canada doesn't have Target anymore. Rest in peace. And my sister and I drove down to Bellingham, which was very exciting. I, I was just like, you know what? I really feel like we just need to walk through a Target in, <laughs> I was going to say in a calm manner, but like we were in like a fever state. So we, yeah, just drove down there. It was super fun. We got Taco Bell, Trader Joe's, and Target. So I'm I'm thinking we should call it like a triple triple T's run or something like that. And it was super fun. And I got like super cute stuff. And I just wish we could rewind to 2015 when Canada had Target. My God. Over on Patreon this week, I did an episode about Miley Cyrus, her pettiest moments throughout her career. So her feud with Demi, her um, and Selena Gomez clapping back at tabloids, her feud with Nicki Minaj and Katy Perry, a little bit about her relationship with Liam Hemsworth, which obviously comes up a lot with her new song Flowers. So we are getting into all the supposed Easter eggs in the music video and why they could be true or they could be fake. So you can check that out on Patreon patreon.com slash rtbp podcast and then next week i have my interview with goldie moldowski who wrote lord of the fly fest which is the first book we did over on patreon as a book club and we are in the midst of picking our second book so it's a great time to join if you want um, a little monthly book club and yeah we're just picking a genre and then we're gonna do a vote on one of the books we pick and then I am also covering the circle and the traders I believe it's going to be over on patreon with Nicholas so that's going to be super fun to dive into that absolute juicy like chef's kiss perfection reality tv I want to shout out Brooklyn which truly the only Brooklyn I love nowadays since Brooklyn Beckham could be the cringiest person I've ever met in my entire life 
not that I've met him, but the cringiest person I've ever witnessed in my entire life. So Brooklyn, thank you so much for being an official Petty Betty. And Kim, Kim from the UK. I was like, oh, I should do an accent. And I was like, I need to really stop with my British accent. I thought, okay, so you know how the Harry uh, <laughs> memoir came out and he quoted the Spice Girls and then the audiobook clip of him singing like spice up your life or whatever or if you want to be my lover went viral on tiktok well i did that on twitter and i literally thought i was so fucking funny i watched it like a hundred times and then like it got zero <laughs> responses and like two likes okay i'm gonna do it here just because i feel like it's like fucking worth it i like thought it was hilarious anyways if you want my future forget my past if you want to get with me better make it fast okay there we go <laughs> I gotta quit while I'm ahead. Oh God. Uh, uh, oh God. Okay. Okay. And then let's get into like some pop culture updates. I feel like this is going to be an extended uh, intro just because so much has happened since I recorded this episode with Arthur. So let's do a quick run through of some pop culture news items and then we'll get to the show proper with Arthur from Two Cents Critic. So first off, okay, I should, sorry, I got so I got so caught up in, in my in my um impression. Kim, uh, kisses. Thank you so much for being an official RTPP. Sorry that this shout out was unhinged. I hope you appreciate, but I super appreciate you being an official petty betty and um supporting the show. Okay. Let's get into it. Some news topics for today. God, this is this is unhinged. This should be behind the paywall. Okay. Sephora drops Addison Ray and Hiram's beauty line. So Hiram came out with a line in I think 2021 called Selfless question mark. And Addison has Item Beauty and Sephora has dropped both those lines. And I thought that was really interesting because I feel like Addison and Hiram, you know, they were just so big in 2020 and 2021. Like they were just everywhere. And I feel like we haven't really seen them do much. Like Addison still kind of hangs out on Courtney, but she like her music has been on pause. She's like recorded some songs, but none of them have been released. And then Hiram was like everywhere, which was kind of interesting because he was like kind of like me. (laughs) This is giving myself so much credit where it's like he was just really into skincare. Like he wasn't uh, like trained esthetician or dermatologist or anything like that and then just like was making youtube videos and it's like me giving my my advice to my like mom and sisters and like friends like i have any sort of training and people were obsessed with him and then he just like kind of fell off it's just interesting like i wonder is it because so many like derms are popular on tiktok and people would just prefer like the advice from an expert is it because they're kind of like relics of the pandemic and like people don't want to like remember that time or they're just kind of over that or maybe they're just flash in the pan celebrities or maybe it's because the celebrity skincare world is just way too big and you just can't can't compete with all these other lines. I, I'm not sure what it is, but I'd be really interested to hear your thoughts about why Sephora dropped their line because well, a, it's just huge to get into a store like Sephora. So that was like a huge deal. And I guess you just have to, you know, be able to sell to continue. But yeah, huge loss for both of those people. And then John and Chrissy had their baby, which we predicted some baby names for them 
uh, back in the fall. So they haven't announced the baby name yet, but when it is, we'll see if Sophie Keem and I were right. Well, she guessed, but I um, co-signed her guesses. We'll see if we were right. Judas Lynn Spears, aka Jamie Lynn Spears, announced that Zoe 102, a fucking Zoe 101 reboot movie, is coming to Hulu, I think. <laughs> I clearly like just did not do any research. And I'm like so fucking conflicted because like I loved that show. I was like, I don't know, I was I was such a like Hannah Montana high school musical Zoe 101 girly. Like I just I loved it was such a fun aesthetic and like I wanted to go to PCA so badly and like you know have a locker that was like outside and like stuff like that like eat at a cafeteria things that my school just like didn't have and I just yeah I love the aesthetic of just like bright colors fun fashion um really like expressive and colorful and joyful and stuff like that and uh it's just so good and I loved the story between Chase and Zoe like I thought it was so interesting that I don't know that the guy was pining over the girl maybe that's not like super new but I felt like back in the day it was like just really cool to see the guy obsessed with the girl (laughs) instead of the girl like falling um over her feet for the guy you know the the show left on a cliffhanger like Chase finally expresses his love for Zoe and then her phone vibrates or like (laughs) her um god I'm blanking on the name but like her flip phone type her switch not her switch you know what I'm talking about but I wanted one so bad when I was in school but her cell phone just like vibrated into the fountain which remember when we would all have our phones on vibrate and they like literally when they were on a table like vibrate off like (laughs) that was absurd but I'm just I, I'm so conflicted because I can't support the show, obvi, after we know what Jamie Lynn has contributed to Britney Spears' conservatorship and even, like, how she bullied the other girls on set. So I'm so conflicted. And then also they did that, like, YouTube short. It was, like, I think it was, like, 10-year. It was, like, a time capsule, like, that they opened up or whatever. And it was just on YouTube. It was just, I don't know, the boys or whatever – it seemed like a fan-made project almost and it was when Chase was like going to propose to his girlfriend like longtime girlfriend and then um someone tells him that like Zoe's I don't know back in town or something like that and he like completely forgets the long-term girlfriend and it just I don't know it's funny so I don't know tell me are you gonna watch it are you gonna not we were talking over on our patreon discord that we could watch it but just watch it on someone's computer and they could (laughs) they could stream it to us so we are only streaming giving them one streaming number versus like dozen or whatever so I don't know let me know what you think Victoria Justice is not coming back a few of them aren't coming back which I think is really smart because it's like yeah Victoria Justice isn't really having like a moment right now but I feel like in the long term this would be worse for her career just because of how controversial it is so yeah super interesting we got new stills from and just like that season two and surprise surprise Aiden is back he was seen holding hands with Carrie walking down the streets of New York I got really hyped for a minute and then I was like this is probably like a dream sequence or like 
I don't know, like a what if like daydream or something or it's like well the, I guess the show doesn't really do that so maybe not but I was like could this really be them dating again or is it just like he was there to film something and they took pictures holding hands or is it just like I don't know a nightmare she has and then like wakes up from but that wouldn't make sense either I don't know but I'll just like we'll just wait to see like I'll see it when I believe it when it comes out I will do a whole rundown. But right now I am confused at best. And then another thing I wanted to talk about was Amelia, the chicken shop girl and Andrew Garfield. I was kind of sleeping on Andrew Garfield. And then I feel like me and my friend Jeff in like 2021 and 2022 had like a big, like (laughs) big Andrew Garfield era where we were just Literally, we wouldn't talk. We would just send each other back and forth messages of fan edits of Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. So that was a (laughs) that was an interesting time in our lives. And then I literally like I made my dad watch (laughs) Spider-Man with me. And I feel like I didn't say anything, but like I was just like, um, oh, let's watch Spider-Man. And he's like, oh, cool. Like we can watch like a Marvel flick or whatever. Like, I don't know. Is it Marvel? whatever like we can watch like an action thing otherwise I'm usually like making him watch the Kardashians and stuff we're below deck and he's like okay yeah like something I'd be interested in but like really I just wanted to watch it for Andrew Garfield Ugh, poor guy but anyways he is so cute and so charismatic and so like fun and flirty but also like normal like I feel like I'm really into celeb crushes nowadays that like have like kind of an air of normalcy even though I know it's like all a facade but anyways so Amelia she hosts a YouTube show called chicken shop date where she takes celebs to a chicken shop and they go on a date and she like interviews them and it's really really popular she's definitely like one of the YouTube it girls And she's been doing some red carpet hosting gigs. And twice now she's met Andrew Garfield and they've had an extremely flirty exchange. The first one I feel like was flirty, but like it was almost that type of flirting where it was like this could be passed off as just like being friendly or fun. The second time, which was this was at the Golden Globes, he was like touching her wrist and like really flirting like super super flirting which I was also like okay Andrew Garfield like flirts like a normal person which again just contributes to the excessive crushing that I've been doing lately but I'm just so obsessed with them so now instead of Emma Stone and (laughs) Andrew Garfield fan edits I'm watching Amelia and Andrew which don't those names sound so good together fan edits and you know like psychologists analyzing their behavior and shit like that on TikTok so if you haven't seen that and you want to like have the cheesiest grin on your face for like three minutes and then like watch it and then fall into a deep 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 depression definitely recommend checking that out uh Shakira is (laughs) divorcing her husband and it was like this is so fucking petty and, and just so iconic like uh If only I could ask her about this in an interview or something. But she caught her husband cheating. And we found out that that's because she was looking at the levels, I guess, of strawberry jam that was eaten in the fridge, which is just, I don't know. If if you've ever been that like psychotic roommate or whatever, like 
if you know you know but it's so iconic she released a new song and she opens a fridge and there's strawberry jam there and a dead man's head (laughs) which is so funny she also placed a witch statue kind of pointing and looking at her mother-in-law. I was going to say suegra, which I think is mother-in-law in in Spanish, but don't quote me on that. Her suegra's uh, house, which is so, like, just so iconic. Chef's Kiss perfection, petty weight champion of the year. Can't just, I can't wait to see how all of this plays out. Okay, last story before we get to today's show Selena Gomez has a new rumored boyfriend. We have been talking all about the Brooklyn Beckham, Nicole Peltz thruple, which it's like Selena, stop hanging out with them. They bring your coolness level down like a thousand. Like they're such tryhard wannabes. And then I was like, okay, she's back in it because she looked stunning at the Golden Globes. She wasn't with them for like two minutes. And then she was with them at the after party, which was annoying. And then people were saying, oh, it's because she's dating Nicola's brother because he was there. And they had she had this really cute shot of her playing pool and all these guys surrounding her. And she's in a ball gown and they're just in normal clothes. And I was like, this is iconic. And then she was back on the set of Only Murderers. Only Murders in the Building, whatever that show is. And they got fucking Paul Rudd and Meryl Streep for season three. So I was like, okay, now I feel like I have to watch this. And then she was rumored like two days later or like two hours later, she was rumored to be dating one of the chain smokers. And I think his name is Drew, but I didn't write it down. And I'm honestly not looking it up because it it, it doesn't matter which one it is. It's like they are literally just you know two of the same person and I was like okay again that's like kind of bringing her down a level because like she's fucking way cooler than the chain smokers like what is this 2016 and then they were seen at a bowling alley on a date which is so so Randy Jackson but then I was like it's weird that like the kind of like Dumois blind item-esque rumors like on pop base or pop crave or whatever came out and then two days later we have photographic evidence like to me that kind of screams PR because it's like oh we planted the seed oh we have proof now and it's like the grainiest picture but you can still like clearly tell it's them so I guess they could be real and this just leaked or I don't know it's another PR relationship but then I'm like PR for who like definitely Drew or whatever his name is like because to me this is kind of not cool for Selena anyways wish her all the best it's probably hard dating as a celebrity so I get it girl okay that's all from me let's get to today's show without further ado here is my conversation with Arthur. I'm back with a very special guest. Arthur from Two Cents Critic is here. Arthur, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm I'm eager to be here. You know, this is the first time I'm gonna be on your show. And although you've been you've been on my show a few times, so it's yeah. to finally do the podcast transfer and finally be here and ready to be petty. I know, it's so funny. So I've been on Two Cents Critic three times. We've covered everything everywhere all at once and then a merry little meet cute which is a a contemporary romance novel in the i would say the sub genre is like holiday 
And then we also covered the Spanish love deception in this in the spring of 2022, which was really, really fun. Yes, yes. A, a whole bunch of discussions that it has, you know, deep diving into stuff, especially for everything I've all at once. We we talked about that for the podcast went on for almost three hours. <laughs> I think Arthur did. That was my longest podcast ever, three yes. hours. Even though some of my guests with Nick and Sophie and stuff, I can talk like two two and a half maybe but i think that was my longest podcast there was just so much to cover in that film well yeah i mean so much detail so many layers and i'm excited that it's getting uh, some recognition you know the recognition that it deserves as a, a masterful film yes which is what we're gonna talk about today a little bit so we are gonna talk about the kickoff to awards season we've had the golden globes and the critics choice awards and then we just have some, honestly, some like kind of cute and fun stories that I just want to be petty about. One, I feel like, which is the Kesha slash Charlie XCX social media snafu. I think that kind of leads to a larger conversation about, you know, celebs and social media. But otherwise, like Kendall being a... a privileged celeb and Leah Michelle being like a little annoying is pretty like status quo around here and then we're gonna wrap up the episode with a pettyweight champion of the week and Arthur's gonna share his this week in petty story so let's dive in I am so glad that you wanted to talk about this because I feel like this is a running theme on this podcast that I will never watch an award show, but I very regularly have people come on here and tell me about them. And like, obviously, I look at like the highlights and stuff because there's no way that you can not. But how did you enjoy the Golden Globes? Like, what were your fave moments? Wow. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be honest here. I actually did not see the entire show because I don't <laughs> God, even, no, that, God, no, that's I, totally fine. I, I don't even have the Peacock subscription. I don't even have the cables, <laughs> so I just had to track down as many as the clips as possible and like I, as many of the moments I could find on Twitter and YouTube, and just be like, okay, click all of the moments. That's but, so funny. It's not out of choice. If I had a choice, yes, I would make time to watch it, even though it's not. Honestly, all that important to us, but no. but we still consume it. Yeah, so the Golden Globes. I mean, obviously, you know, Michelle Yeoh, not only just not only just winning at Golden Globes, but when a musician was trying to play her off, and she was just like, "Shut up, please." <laughs> that is like literally so iconic because I feel like the like the I understand they have to keep to an a timeline and stuff because. Like, often these shows go past the, like, you know, two, three-hour time slots anyways. So, like, I understand that they, like, they have so much to fit in. But, like, especially for these, like, larger awards, like, they get, like, 30 seconds. And I feel like, you know, this is the, this is the biggest. Yeah, this is, like, the biggest moment of, like, your career. Like, you, I don't know. you And, like, I feel like I would need 30 seconds just to, like, compose myself. Oh, yeah. I mean, just uh, the energy that you're feeling and the nervousness when you're going up on stage. I mean, yeah, you need to have some time to process that and you got to talk, yeah. you know, in front of the whole crowd. But I mean, and again, you know, props to Michelle Yeoh again, because not, not only did, did she say, shut up, please. She went on to say, I can feed you up. OK, and that's serious. 
<laughs> Which, I mean, she could if she wanted, really wanted to. <laughs> She's totally, I feel like, the belle of the ball this year. Like, I yes. loved what she wore to the Golden Globes and then also the Critics' Choice Awards, which we're going to talk about yes. next. Like, she definitely, I feel like, is having her moment. She had that, like, kind of viralish meme where Jamie Lee Curtis is sitting slightly behind her and when she wins the award she's like freaking out and I was like oh that's so nice because obviously they were co-stars in everything everywhere all at once and yeah I just feel like she is like the this is her year without a doubt and it's like she has been and uh in Hollywood for such a long time uh oddly enough I think I think I remember my first like, the first time I can ever remember seeing her in a movie was the third Mummy movie. Yeah. That was just a funny, a funny like, oh, oh my first Michelle Yeoh movie. It's just funny <laughs> to select that one. But yeah, that's the first one I remember her distinctly being in. And now it's like she has gone on to be in everything ever all at once. And there has been a bit of kind of like a, a controversial debate where it's like, oh, if she wins this award, you know, like if she wins the Oscars specifically, it'll just be a legacy award. It won't be for a performance and everything of all at once. And I'm like, personally, I'm like, that, that, that feels like crap. I mean, she gave a great performance yeah. and everything of all at once. It's like, you're discrediting the, the layers she was able to add to Evelyn in that 100%. movie. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, that's so rude. <laughs> like, that's so rude. What were your other favorite moments? Okay, well, well, yeah, other favorite moments. I mean, uh, just uh, aside from Michelle Yeoh, uh, like when Jennifer Coolidge uh, was yeah. also able to win. And I mean, I wish I haven't watched The White Lotus yet, but I, it's, yeah. I, you know, it's been on my watch list. But just in general, like you know, it's also great to see her get the you know the phase in award season for both Golden Globes and Critics' Choice Awards. And, it's yeah. just, you know, again, again another another actor who's also been in Hollywood for a long time. And it does yeah. feel like as of late, she has particularly undergone a renaissance of sorts. For 100%. Yeah, that's a good point. Another, like, bell of the ball for sure. Her speech to Mike White in particular was, like, so mm. moving. And then Mike White's speech was also so moving. If you guys haven't watched that, like, I highly recommend just, like, YouTubing it. Definitely. it I'm not, like, an award speech girly. Like, I don't usually get, like, super moved by them or, like, seek to watch them or anything. But, like, those ones are, like, actually worth checking out because you're so right. Like, these, like, older women... I just feel like sometimes just get like phased out of Hollywood. So to have these two women like really get their due is so special. And like, I also haven't watched White Lotus, which honestly, we're probably getting canceled right now <laughs> for not watching it. But like, I'm just too scared. I'm like such a scaredy cat. I can't watch like anything scary. So I. Wait, scary? What do you mean? Is that, is that There's murder. Okay, okay, I, I guess. <laughs> I thought you. I thought you meant like scary. Like, wait, does, wait. Does she think it's horror? Because it's not horror. Yeah. I know it's not horror, but like sometimes horror is almost easier to consume because it's sometimes really over the top. Whereas like shows like this, or like I really struggled with like Breaking Bad, or like like oh. stuff like that. That was just like it just has that element of like I don't know creep or like I don't know like just... anxiety maybe like a yes an yes stress. Yes, exactly. Like you just like know something's going to happen or you're like always like looking for like clues or whatever, which I think is really fun. But I don't know. It's just not my jam currently. Yeah, um, I, I think one of my favorite 
moments is like Austin Butler's award season just because like we've talked like ad nauseum on this podcast about his ridiculous Elvis accent and how he's from Southern California. He keeps it around and you know I've heard his voice back from a few years ago and it's just you know I've heard his regular voice and then suddenly it morphs over into his Elvis accent that he has now retained and it's just so odd. It's so weird and I was thinking because he's I think about to start or join the Dune set yes, or Dune. has been yeah, yeah, Dune, part two. Dune. yeah part two and I was like okay like are you gonna just like lose that accent do you pick up that new accent for the rest of your life like what what's what's the issue but I'm actually really surprised that he won at Golden Globes because um, I, I don't know. I heard surprised. like, I mean, yeah, I, mean, like, I, I heard I, mixed reviews. I haven't seen Elvis yet. So unfortunately, it's like that's one of my 2022, 20, you know, gaps where it's like, oh, I still have a, a watch list of movies from that year. That, yeah. you know, I, I've seen a lot of them, but others I haven't. Elvis is one yeah. of them. And I have heard a lot of people criticize the editing of the movie that it is mm, apparently, apparently really like frenetic, almost like dizzying. The way mm-hmm. that the editing is handled, again, right, right. Again, I haven't seen it. The movie, I've just seen, I've, I've just seen some memes, you know, like, like some of the, a few shots of the movie, and like you know, and Austin Butler and Tom Hanks, and apparently people make fun of Tom Hanks's accent in the movie. Oh God, <gasps> I can't. And it was really um, sad because Lisa Marie Presley joined him on yes. the red carpet and was talking about how moved she was by his performance and stuff. And then like three days later, she passed away. That was shocking. Yeah. Was yeah. Like, really young. Damn. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I wonder how she'll be honored throughout the, you know, rest of the award season. Yeah, definitely. What about the Critics' Choice Awards? How how did you enjoy those? Uh, Critics' Choice Awards also some some uh, good moments. You know, like with for example, everything I've all at once. You know, winning. You know, for 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 best picture. And also, it 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 didn't win at the Golden Globes though. I should note that it that because that's the the Golden Globes for like the you know comedy and musical went to the Banshees of Inisherin. Which right. I would say, like I, I think the Banshees of Inisherin is actually a very good movie. I think right. personally, I am like, but everything else all at once. I feel like that, you know, I feel like that should have gotten the award over, over Banshees, you know. But I'm glad it won at the Critics Choice Awards, and that, uh, and then also, uh, Van and Fader also winning at the Critics Choice Awards. That was also really good, and I still want to see, I still want to see the whale. I've heard some mixed reviews for the whale, but. Uh, still, like, you know, Ben and Fader, just, just like, uh, you know, his career, you know, being revitalized, and mm-hmm. I just, it, it's, you know, because it's someone I've watched for, you know, as many other people also, you know, I've seen him for such a long time, you know, especially The Mummy, and even, like, yeah. Journey, to, Journey to the Center of the Years, and Furry Vengeance, which he also, he did, you know, yeah. bring it up, and it's just, like, it's just great to see him be in the spotlight now. Yeah. He got so so teary and emotional during the speech. It was great to see that. Totally, totally. Yeah, again, another interesting career to follow because, yeah, he was so popular in, you know, his early 20s and 30s. And I think what I remember him from is Tarzan because it was like... (laughs) like 
just, you know, like stuck in my head for the last wait, wait. 25 years. Do you mean George of the Jungle? Yes. Oh, my God. I mean George of the Jungle. Okay. Yes. Thank I saw that for yes. the first time last year, actually. Yeah. George of the Jungle, it's one of those like 90s rom-coms that it's just like, it's kind of like Kate and Leopold with Meg Ryan. Like, I don't know. It's just like one of those like, you know, dummy but extremely loyal men like somehow make it to New York City yeah. and she's teaching him about like traffic and stuff like that. I know and Leslie Manners in that all the way back. Yeah. Oh, and she actually had and she actually had a crush on him too when they were shooting on set. Yes, Leslie Mann. Oh my god, yes. And she's like so beautiful and cute yes. and he's like dreamy and like always in like a loincloth. Like it's just a good watch. <laughs> I know it, it but... was entertaining. <laughs> Very entertaining, but he um, came out um, and said that he was groped by a member of one of the award uh, ceremonies. Golden Globes. The Golden Globes, yeah. Hollywood like, Foreign Press Association, you know, all that crap. Yeah, and just like, yeah. And he, and he got blacklisted from Hollywood for... Yeah. A few years. Many, many years, yep. yeah. Many, many years. So it's really interesting, and it's just sad because we... You know, there's so many barriers for men to come forward about any type of sexual assault or, you know, incidents like this. So, yeah, really, really sad. So I'm just glad that maybe this is, you know, kind of like a healing process for him to um, yeah, just yeah, be recognized in these spaces rec- again. Recover and... It's just, and even like that, and there's an interview I remember where there's an interviewer who told him, like, hey, you know, people love you. Haven't you seen all the love that you've gotten on the internet? And this was the first time that he was learning about this in the interview, and he actually was, like, breaking down a bit. And that was yeah. just, like, really, really emotional to watch that. So, you know, I'm glad, you know, he's getting the praise now, and he'll, we'll see what happens at the Oscars as well. And, and then also, I'm really glad also that uh, Not To Not To... The song that is like just the iconic song from R, which has been you know just blowing up around the world and you know word of mouth has helped you know to promote it. Not to not to one for best original song at both the Golden Globes and Critics Choice Awards, which is great Amazing. to see. Amazing, amazing. Oh. I think one of my like fave moments, and this is so superficial. Chelsea Handler looked so good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember I, I was like okay yeah I, I, I like this I like the fashion I like the look here for the- yeah like not to like totally um divert us but like I'm not usually into like her fashion or makeup or hair really? and I thought she looked really beautiful interesting okay that's good yeah I don't yeah. I don't I, I don't know what her usual fashion look is like so I but I'm yeah. just like specifically for the, for the Critics' choice award. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, this looks good, and she looks good. And also, speaking of fashion, I will also give a shout out to Jenna Ortega as well for the Golden Globes, who I also thought she had a great, like you know, fashion look as well. Yeah, she looked beautiful. Yeah. Um, any other fave moments or big surprises before we chat about the Academy Awards? I will give a I will give a, a shout out to Amanda Seyfried, who I was really glad that she ended up winning. Uh, for her performance in Dropout at the Critics' Choice Award. Yeah. And the Dropout itself also won for, like, you know, I think it was like Best Limited Series or a movie made for TV. And just it, and that was great to watch. And Amanda Seyfried, also, like, another actor who's also been in the field for a long time. Yeah. And she's also getting more praise. And 
And there's, there's also a really great, like, the, the interview at the Critics' Voice Awards, where she was talking to this interviewer, and then apparently James Cameron was also, like, really close by, and she was just getting really awestruck, and just, like, awestruck. Awestruck. <laughs> and, and even the reporter was like, yeah, James Cameron is here, just uh, call, call it, call it. <laughs> I love when stars get starstruck by other stars, because, you know, it just seems like most of the time they're, like, cool, calm, and collected, like, us normies would be like the ones that are like hot mess expresses and it's just so fun seeing them freak out a little bit well yeah it reminds us that they're human you know yeah not, you know they may be celebrities they may have lots of money and lots of yeah. fame but you know at the same time we still have human reactions totally totally do you have any predictions or ideas for the upcoming academy awards since those are kind of the the biggies well for the Oscars, I my predictions, which are you know biased admittedly, are that you know everything I've all at once will win for Best Picture. Well, I I really want I really want uh K. Huey Kwan and Michelle Williams. I want them to get the uh, you know the awards. I want and uh, Stephanie Sue. I really want Stephanie Sue to get a nomination at the very least because mm. she was she's been she's been getting snubbed. I feel like, and there's been this whole debate where it seems like Jamie Lee Curtis has been getting nominated over her. And mm. and, and here's the thing, I, I, I love both their performances and everything I've all at once. I, I wish, mm-hmm. I wanted to be kind of single, they're both nominated, not nominated. But I'm worried that the Oscars will look at Stephanie Sue and be like, oh, you, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're young, you know, you've got yeah. many more chances, you know, let's just yeah. pass over you. And it's, and it's like, no, but you should really give her the phrase now for this performance. What if she doesn't get another performance that matches yeah. up to this level? So, so just give her the phrase now. So, I don't know. Uh, I just hope, I, I hope she gets get nominated at the very least. Uh, and then, I'm kind of, so, Andrea Riceboro, we were, we were talking a bit about this, about this whole podcast. I kind of wonder if maybe something will happen with that. Okay, so, there's a movie, yeah. there's a, so there's this really, uh, an indie movie called uh, To Leslie, starring Andrea yeah. Riceboro, and it is just, like, blown up out of nowhere. Like, I had never heard of it before a few days ago, and then suddenly I'm seeing it, I'm seeing stuff about it on Twitter, and even, and then my phone Discord server is talking about it, and apparently... A whole bunch of actresses like Courtney Cox, uh, Charlie Theron, Gwyneth Paltrow, Susan Sarandon, uh, Frances Fisher, Sarah Paulson, uh, Edward Norton, Mia Farrow, Melanie Linsky, Bradley Whitford, who are all campaigning, running this campaign to be like, hey, Riceboro should get a nomination. She, she, you know, here's you know the FOIA consideration tweets and Instagram posts. Yeah, and it's just like. It's just like, are they getting paid off here? It's just yeah, some kind probably. of like a quid pro quo going on because it's like this blew up out of nowhere. And it's like, that's yeah. like, and I'm someone, I, I, I'm i a cinephile now. I keep up to yes. date on the news, on the movie news. So it's like, if there's a movie that I've never heard before and it's suddenly getting blown, blown up out of nowhere, that says a lot. It's like, okay, even I've never heard of this. I've never, never, ever, ever. Yeah, 100%. And like knowing a little bit more about, I feel like over the last couple of years, there's been more information about how these award processes work. Like I wouldn't doubt it if they were like all getting paid off. I'm thinking of like Emily in Paris, how um, they brought (laughs) 
the the some of the members of that like vote to Paris and stayed at like the most expensive hotel like did set tours did like touristy things with like exclusive access and stuff and like so it makes sense that people would also just be like hey here's like five grand if you could just tweet about this nomination yeah I mean it I mean it would make sense I mean I don't know I, I so honestly I could see maybe that happening maybe if the campaign is powerful enough, maybe she could get a nomination at the Oscars. Which I mean, yeah. and, and I haven't seen, I haven't even seen a movie, so I can't come from a position of, oh, I, you know, I can judge whether or not her performance is Oscar worthy. Yeah. But still, it's just, it's, it's very suspicious. But... Yeah, I love this conspiracy theory. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Everything I've all at once. That's what I care about the most. I want that to get the yes. praise it deserves. I also yeah. want. And not to, I, maybe not to, not to, could also win Best Original Song at the Oscars, you know. And I also feel like Top Gun Maverick would also get a few, like, probably, like, nominations, definitely. Maybe an award for, like, you know, Best Cinematography or, like, you know, Best Something. Just Best Something for Top Gun Maverick, but, you know, it, it was actually really good. Far better than, yeah. a, far better than, a, than a Legacy sequel, should be. Totally, totally, totally. Well, I'm excited. I'll definitely be covering it a little bit on the pod with Champ. He has come. This will be, I think, his fourth or fifth time covering the Academy Awards. So get ready. That will be, I guess, in April. And then let's shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about Charlie XCX's Twitter. So basically what happened was Charlie and Kesha have the same management company like that run their social media and Charlie was recently nominated for a Brit award and you know she would tweet to to uh react to her nomination so the tweet says I got nominated for a Brit award thanks to everyone who makes those decisions I literally have no idea who you are period but someone who has the notification bell on or whatever for both Kesha and Charlie got <laughs> notifications within two minutes with the same tweet. So basically what happened was Charlie's social media management company tweeted on Ke- when they were logged into Kesha's account and then quickly deleted it and then logged into Charlie's and tweeted the same thing. What do you think of all this? It's, that's such an odd situation. I I'm I'm struggling to f- to figure out whether it's accidental or on purpose. You know, like maybe if it's on purpose, is it like a prank? Is someone yeah. you know at the, in the management team like thinking, oh, let's just mess around for a bit. Maybe let's do this for like a, a PR stunt. Yeah, that's actually a really good point, Arthur. Because like after the news about Kim Kardashian planning the flower bombing that happened at one of her perfume launches like ten years ago. I actually think that sometimes, and this sounds so naive, it's like everyone listening is going to be like, duh. But like, obviously people, like these PR companies plan these bad things happening because it's going to get buzz. Like, no offense, but like, I haven't thought about Kesha in a really long time, which is a shame because she deserves the world. And then Charlie XCX, like also not really on my radar currently but now obviously i'm thinking about them and talking about them so so if it is purposeful it's doing a job you know but yeah 100 percent. but i'm also kind of like 
it's doing its job, but then I'm kind of like, it's actually sad that you don't have like a better social <laughs> media management team because this is kind of embarrassing too. I mean, yeah, but I was like, oh, but then what if we shift to the other side of the spectrum and be like, okay, what if it's accidental? In that case, is it just pure incompetence? Did, yeah. did, did maybe like, I don't know, did, did Shadi write a tweet herself and send it off to someone else and that person ended up tweeting from both counts on mistake? Or maybe it was sent off to two people or multiple people and they were sending it off without knowing the other person was, you know, sending it off to, to the internet. I don't know, like, it was someone, uh, what the people, what the person, what the person or people who sent the tweets, were they overcoming a hangover? Were they high? <laughs> <laughs> that's literally like, that's they're like just like rushing yeah it's yeah. The side. yeah they're like running to catch like the subway or something and they're like oh shit i forgot to tweet that charlie <laughs> got nominated for a brit award and they just like shot it off like i don't know i think like the interesting part for me is like did charlie write this and give it to her team to post and they posted on the wrong account or did they just straight up write this? Because exactly. I thought it was really... Like what I was in- thinking, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, it's really interesting, like, the tone of voice. You know, it, she says, like, I don't know who comes up with these things. Like, very, you know, quirky celeb. Like, I don't care about this stuff. Like, whatever. And then no capitalization. Another, like, thing, I think, implying, like, personalization. And then she uses, obviously, I, so it's in first person, so it's Charlie tweeting. So, like, it's just really interesting that it's, like, they are making it seem like it's her. So, I don't know. Did she just, like, uh, say, like, this is what I want to say? Or, or again, is it just, like, a, a Gen Z intern, like, you know, mm-hmm. posting this and then, like, made a boo-boo and posted it to Kesha's account? Like, I don't know. You know, I keep going back to the thing where it's like, as someone who is, you know, who isn't, who tries not to be all that naive when looking at celebrities, culture, and all that, I'm just like, well, if if she, maybe she didn't write the tweet herself, maybe it was like someone, it it was someone like the the management team writing in a play to make it sound like it's coming from her. And yeah. I don't know. It's like I keep going back and forth. Again, purposeful, accidental. That's the whole thing. And again, the PR. You know, you may think like, oh, it's it's it would be weird for this to ha- for this to happen just for a whole PR stunt. But then it's like, well, there was a thing. We live in a world now where there's a romance author who had apparently had, we we saw she had committed suicide, but now it's like, oh, she faked actually the whole thing to promote her own books, and she's actually still alive. Did you hear about this by the way? No, but, like, people will just truly not stop at anything, hey? It like, happened. It happened recently. Yeah. Season, season mission. It, that is the awesome talking That's about. That's disgusting. Oh, my God. That's so bad. Yeah, you're right. So, it's, like, when people are doing shit like that, who cares about a fucking tweet that someone <laughs> sent out, like, or flower in Kim Kardashian's hair? Like, yeah, that's that's so true. Okay, shifting gears. I keep saying that. I feel like that's my new, like, transition phrase. I don't know if I like it or not. But, okay, let's move on to... Like a stop out. Leah Mich- yeah. <laughs> Leah Michelle on Jimmy Fallon. So, I'm also not, like, a big late-night show girly. But, you know, I sometimes like to dabble in some of these viral moments. But... I thought it was really interesting because Leah Michelle was on Jimmy Fallon's show and 
with all of the guests that were on that night, they were playing a game of charades. So it was Sadie Sink. And actually, I should get the name of the other person that was there. Sadie oh, Sink, uh, Leah Michelle. Tariq Trotter from The Roots. Thank you. So he's, so he's a musician from The Roots. That's like the backup band that Jimmy Fallon has ah. on his show. I think he's he's been he's he's done stuff with like this watch. He's been on the segments, you know, participated on uh, Jimmy Fallon in the past. These three people, Tariq, Leah, and Sadie, and then the host Jimmy are about to play charades. So <laughs> Sadie and Tariq are already on stage. Leah Michelle comes on. So like you would naturally think, like, okay, like you just stand you know, at the end of the line because, I don't know, that's what any what normal person does. But she gives the, like, quickest kiss on the cheek to Sadie and then Tariq and then shimmies her way <laughs> into the middle of the group. And I was like, that is just so classic Leah Michelle. Like, she can't just, like, fucking stand on the end of the stage. Like, she had to just, like, be in the middle. Yeah, I mean, it, it fits with the whole personality that I've been seeing her give off. Just like, just doing, just doing crap, you know, maybe trying to get a bit of attention, like doing extra stuff. Uh, it's just, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's, uh, it's notable. Totally. And it's interesting also because the, like, Sadie Sink is in the middle of a word season with the whale. Yeah. And Leah Michelle has been on Broadway now with Funny Girl for like six months. So I'm like, I feel like you're kind of like the B-list guest here and Sadie Sink is the A-list. So I just thought that that was like rude that she like just like completely cut her off. Yeah, I mean, but again, it's kind of like, I didn't expect anything, anything else. Like, you know. Yeah. I mean, even like, again, I'm going back to my film Discord server. Like, there are quite a few people who was like, what the, what the hell is going on with her? Like, you know, it's kind of like... And even like that whole thing where it's like, wait, can she, wait, can she read? It's like, she's not denying it really, is she? Like, but that was such an odd thing. Again, so odd. Yeah. So yeah, the, the rumors that she can't read is, is just like, I feel like one of the most like viral pop culture moments of 2022 and of she's like starting to play into it. So she, yeah, she picks up the card and she's like, oh no, like, hmm, what, like kind of like pretending not to read it and stuff like Pokemon, that and like buying into Pokemon the bit. At yeah. The whole, at the whole meme. Exactly. Exactly. She knew what she was doing. It's also interesting that she was on this week because um the documentary The Price of Glee came out this week on I think it's Investigation Discovery. Discovery Plus. Are you gonna watch that docuseries? I've never seen Glee, so I don't have any interest in it. Oh my I, god! So uh, please don't. It is like just, do not go down that rabbit hole. I I just heard people kind of like I have heard people give like negative reviews of it. At least from the circle I've been in, sort of for the surprise of Glee. I mean, just like, but and and even the whole show about Glee is like. I've heard people even again my film Discord. So I've mentioned my film Discord server many times by now, but I've, I've, I've a few people have been like, oh. Uh, like Glee was great, you know, back then, but now it's aged really poorly, and it's just like it tried to be so so hip and smart, but now it's just it's embarrassing to watch it now. One hundred percent, yeah. I think a lot of the docu series discusses, you know, the passing of Naya Rivera, Corey Monteith, and Mark Salling. It's but really tragic. 
God. Yes, yeah, yeah, super tragic, at least the two of them. But because it was just released this week, there have been some moments from the documentary specifically talking about Leah Michelle's behavior on set. So yeah. it's just interesting that she's on here and like probably trying to create some of these viral moments, like her pretending not to read, etc., to, you know, distract. Yeah, distract and when you search her for that to be like the first thing that comes up, but we're on to you, Leah. <laughs> we know what's going on. And also, yeah, even like, uh, when, she, when she was like, when they're doing the, the whole Max singer thing. And yes. I did catch, I did catch the moment when she kind of like stuttered on DM. And I was like, wait, did, did was she like hesitant for a moment? I almost felt like she was hesitant or maybe she was getting kind of nervous. Like maybe she was like, kind of like her brain glitching out for moments. Like, you yes. know, I feel like, you know, that could happen. Like, anxious. My like theory is that she thinks she's above the singing competition shows like The Masked Singer. And it was so clearly so the for anyone who hasn't watched this clip, I will put it in the episode show notes. But if you don't watch the segment, it's about five minutes long. So like, you know, choose if you'd like to. But um, if you don't want to dedicate five minutes to Leah Michelle doing charades, that's totally fair. Yeah. But um, yeah, she gets the clue or Tariq is acting out the clue, the masked singer. And she like, it's so obvious of what it is. And she kind of stutters for a little bit. And I think she was just like, oh, I can't like let people know that I know what the masked singer is and I was like you definitely like probably were offered it a few years ago like in your flop era and I can see also that. your co-star Amber Riley just won so it's like yeah I just think she thinks she's like above knowing things like that because it's not you know part of the aesthetic yeah I can see that my other like favorite moment from this clip and then we can move on but it was just so funny when I think it was Jimmy was giving the clues to Sadie and the it was the circle of life. Oh, yep. And like, okay, so obviously he like draws a circle and then life he does like holding a baby and then lifting it up and Sadie gets it. And then he's like, oh my God, how did you get that? And I was like, that's literally probably the easiest, like no one would not get that. Uh, like <laughs> I don't know. I feel like maybe I, maybe because I'm maybe because I'm bad at race, but I was I was standing there for I was standing there for a moment, being like, I wonder if, I wonder if I would have been slow at that because <laughs> no, you would have got it. He literally was like second word and then drew a circle. And, yeah, you you would have got it. But I was just like, it was just so funny. He was like, how how could you have ever gotten that? And it was like because Jimmy, it was like you literally described. The two main words, like, uh, extremely obvious, like, whatever. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like maybe he can be over the top like that. You know what I mean? It was... Totally. That's his M.O. And he's got, he's, he, he, uh, he's got some very competitive spirit as well, as we were able to see in the segment. Like, especially towards the end, you know, the competitive yeah. yeah, that's so true. Yeah, I can't imagine, like, the amount of energy he has, he has to put in those shows. Like, as a person who, like... If I do one thing, I have to like take it like extroverted. I have to take a nap, so I just cannot imagine him doing those every freaking night. Oh my 
God, the games. There's so many games. So many games. He has to use so much energy. He's like, oh, like, oh my God. Just like the full body experience is just like, it's tiring. And I was just looking at the other hosts. Like, you know, the other hosts don't do the games nearly as much. You know, like, or, or at all even. Like Stephen Colbert or yeah. Seth Meyers or, or John Oliver. Yeah, yeah. But like, I get it because it makes these viral clips that are perfect for youtube yeah, so and, yeah youtube yeah. twitter instagram social media the yeah. whole internet for us all to to talk about and make fun of and you know and totally. about like we're doing right now you and me exactly yeah they got a got us hook line and sinker so moving on to a little bit of kardashian or i should say like kardashian jenner news i was creeping on reddit on um uh, the Kardashian snark page. Reddit, you can find so much stuff on Reddit, can, can you? Yeah, it's like, if you have never used Reddit before, honestly, don't because you're opening just like, again, a rabbit hole of information. But if you're on there, I was on r slash K-U-T-W-K snark, which is fun. And basically it was a picture of Kendall and I will say she was in flared yoga pants and a hoodie so it's not like she was like full glam going to like an interview or something like that and she has her bodyguard holding her like full umbrella and I feel like it was very much like what I pictured being a celebrity was when I was a kid what did you think of the bodyguard holding the umbrella for her I think it is honestly look is it privileged celebrity behavior especially for a kardashian yes uh is it honestly that that uh different from a lot of other celebrity behaviors that i've seen i don't really think so especially like i i it's a bodyguard who's doing it who he is probably getting paid a lot of money let's keep that in mind and true and it's just like uh, yeah yes you know it is pretty entitled but and and, and 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 as you're saying it's not like she's you no know, it's not like she's all glammed up you know because if you're yeah. so, so glammed up yeah like you want to protect like clothes and a makeup sure you know I, i'm fine i can understand that but then it's like oh the failed yoga pants and hoodie again more casual you don't need protection as much but then if you're going back to what again it's kind of i don't know it just feels kind of typical you know i feel like compared to other behaviors i've seen i don't think it's as entitled as this could have been don't get me wrong it's entitled but not as entitled as it could have been yeah and like that's a good point like it's also like but even if you were in glam wouldn't you just hold still hold your own number i feel like also just a side note petty about like when other people hold umbrellas for you and then you're doing like the awkward like slow like when, like you're trying to like match their like rhythm and stuff like obviously it's like a beautiful gesture but like i don't know that's that's Interesting. But yeah, I I wonder. So like the good part of me says in my head, like, oh, her bodyguard was probably being polite. He probably insisted like she probably was like, no, 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 like I couldn't. And then he was like, no, like, don't worry, I got you. And then the bad part of me is is like she was like waiting in the car for him to open the door. And then he pops the umbrella open and then thinks she's going to grab it and then she doesn't so he just has to continue holding on to it yeah i mean it could be yeah yeah i mean between those two things i'm probably leaning towards the the latter option and again like you know again he's getting paid but that also doesn't mean it just it dismisses and he's like any of the crap that he's putting up with 
you know, as an employee who is having yeah. to deal with this stuff. But uh, so I, I think we've seen more entitled behavior. Uh, I mean, for example, honestly, for the, the accessibility stalls, for the Pilates, like when yes. she and, and Haiti people were doing that, yes. I feel like now that, now that is more entitled. Yeah, that's so gross. Yeah, we definitely have talked about that on previous episodes. But if you're not in the loop, Haley Bieber and Kendall have been spotted multiple times using the accessibility stalls to go to their Pilates classes and like have claimed, you know, like different things like it's safety. We have to be close to the door or like we didn't see that and like stuff like that. And it's just like wake up like that's so bad. Yeah, people do that these days still. It's like. Come on, evolve, please. Literally. Um, and you're totally right about like it being, I guess, normal uh celeb behavior because there are multiple slideshows in this Reddit post about celebrities who can't be bothered to hold their own umbrellas. So I'll post that in the episode show notes too. Yeah, just, apparently they just cannot be bothered. You know, they need to they need to have someone else to do it for them. Kind of like with a uh, do you remember with Prince Charles? when he couldn't even be bothered to, like, handle his own stuff, and he was just, like, doing the whole brush-off motion, hand motion oh, thing. Oh, yeah, and, like, with the pen and stuff, yeah. too, when he was, like, signing documents and stuff. Like, don't... that Like, the dismissive brush of the hand. And his teeth, like, didn't he, like, bare his teeth or something like that? It was, like, something weird as his Ew, like... <laughs> That's barbaric. <laughs> like, like, but like you couldn't get more like demeaning and like dehumanizing than doing the like hand brush away motion. I hope people know what we're talking about in this audio only format. But it was it was it happened last year. It was one of the yeah. big moments. So I hope I hope people know about it. If you don't, you might, you know, you can either look it up or just not look it up. You can take our word for it. Your choice. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay, let's move on to Pettyweight Champion of the Week. This is the part of the show where our guest nominates a Pettyweight Champion of the Week, someone in the media who did something petty and it was iconic. Arthur, who are you nominating this week? Uh, I am going to nominate a TikToker, uh, Cinema Joe, or that's his his nickname, Joe Aragon. And so he... uh, I, so I follow him. He has ticked again, uh, specifically a film talker, and he had he's a host of a podcast, the House of Cinema. He his podcast has a Discord server. That's actually the film Discord server that I've been bringing up multiple times. I'm part of that server, and that and so to so you you we've got that one piece, Cinema Joe Joe Aragon. Uh, there's another piece I have to bring in. Just is a it's a horror movie called Skin Skin of a Bank. An indie horror movie that is just coming out in theaters, and it looks pretty terrifying. From what I've seen, it, you know, like, like <laughs> it's like kind of like this, like a, it takes place inside a house, and it's got like it, it's based around a whole bunch of like ambient noises and like like shots of like the of the house and like kind of like this dark bluish lighting or gray lighting. It's mm-hmm. it's it has it's a very it's a very distinct look. Like if you like if you watch the trailer for it, it's a very like signature style. And so anyway, so people have been raving about this. Like even before it officially came out, people were like, oh, wow, this is like huge. You know, this is terrifying shilling. And then Joe Aragon went to see it and then gave it a two-star review. And not just gave it a two-star review, but was like, holy crap. When he came into the Discord server and was like, 
you know, he essentially said, like, this movie, this movie sucks, I hate it. And, and to the point where it was, like, and I want to say, like, you know, he's a critic, so I respect his opinion, you know, so, like, yeah. I, I, I respect his opinion, but it was, like, damn, like, you've got the fire of the criticism coming in here, and to the point where it's, like, he would take photos of, like, the, of, like, the, his house, like, the walls or the door frames in his house, and then maybe put some, like, lighting over it or filter and post it in the Discord server, and, and be like, hey, you know, this is Skin of a Bank 2. Oh <laughs> my god! <laughs> I guess because he thought it was very boring. And yeah, so, yeah. So he was like, ooh, so once that happened, I was like, ooh, the pettiness is coming here. I can expect this for, for the podcast. Yeah. And then a whole bunch of us in the Discord server, I'm kind of like making fun of him. And we'll, we'll write posts that say, in this house, because the phrase in this house is used in the trailer. The skin of a ring, so it'll be like in this house, and it'll post photos of like the walls and the door frames with our own like lighting or filter to make That's it look, look all so creepy. That's so funny and, and so boring. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, it, it, it's petty. You know, I felt, I felt like you know, it's, it. I mean, he, he's not, and I will say he's not typically like this. That's why it's so unusual. Yeah, for him. It's like, man, yeah. Like, wow. And There's like, something that really like got him going, like got him yes. fired up. Yeah, and and, yeah. and it's boredom and it's interesting I, more people have been seeing it and i feel like it's gotten mostly positive reviews a few people haven't bored by it so like him so it's like hmm is he right is he wrong i don't know i'll see the movie sometime and be like hmm do i agree with him do i disagree with him yeah you'll have to let us know but i love that i love when people are irrationally petty about something that again like really only grinds their gears like <laughs> yeah it's just like you know it's it, it, it's very amusing and I can sympathize as you know like a, a podcaster who does you know yeah. books and movies and tv shows and sometimes yeah. there'll be stuff where it's like oof this bugs me and I don't care if yeah. anyone else agrees with me you know but it just bugs me personally and I guess I'll express something like I like for example I I uh, do not have love for Blade Runner 2049 even mm-hmm. though it's a very, it's a must loved movie, but it, I uh, ooh, I've got some I've got some deep some deep fires for Blade Runner twenty forty nine, just like Joe has deep fires for Skin of a Bank. Yeah, I love that. That's so funny. I'm trying to think about what I have deep fire about, but a lot of things. <laughs> that's that's what this podcast is all about. That's a perfect nomination. That's great. So you have to let us know. Cinema Joe. That is a TikTok. Yeah. Anyone, you know, I'm also promoting as well. So Cinema Joe, you know, anyone wants yeah. to Yeah. You'll have to know when you watch the movie what you think of it. Definitely. Uh, okay. Finally, it's time for This Week in Petty where Arthur is going to share a story about something that happened in real life that he's petty about. What are you petty about this week? Uh, so this week in Petty, my uh, so my event evolved around uh, a, a Discord, a Discord conversation I was having, and uh, and a and a book server where uh, it, it got it was, so the movie Bodies 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 got brought up, mm-hmm. and uh, and I and the conversation got so I entered the conversation and I was like oh you know but I you know I I like this movie quite a bit like you no know, I gave it four and a half stars another box. And you know, I, I really, you know, I really love it. It was one of my, it was one of my top ten favorite movies of 2022. And yeah. then one of the other members, uh, one of the other members, Kirby, was a very much like, no, I hate this movie. This movie is shit. And you're like KK. <laughs> like... And okay, for, for some context, 
Kirby is a very, very, uh, very stubborn individual. We've even said this, like, we, we, we kind of, like, make a, make a joke about it. Like, you're very stubborn, very forceful. You've got some strong opinions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I find it very amusing. And I was coming in into conversation. And there was also, uh, and, and, and there was, like, the conversation, yeah, you know, bodies, 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 it's shit. And I'm like, but I'm defending it. And then it translated to, later on, another conversation in the same server, where Kirby was, where Kirby was like, uh, where Kirby was like, oh, uh, don't listen to Archer, he's got some shit recommendations. And I was just like, Oh my god, how dare he? Uh, oh, it's a, it's a she, it's a she. Oh, sorry, my bad, how dare she? Yeah, but, again, very opinionated, and, you know, yeah. I find her to be very amusing. But I was like, I can't really defend myself. And I'm like, hey, I've got some good Rex here. And body, body, yeah. body is, is very good. And literally, that, it's literally what you do professionally. <laughs> yes. And, and, Kirby, and Kirby was like, no, you're wrong. And, and then I, I retaliated with a gift, which is an old cute little duck that's holding up a trophy. And the gift says, congratulations, you're wrong. <laughs> and response to her trying to be like, no, body, body, body is horrible. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. It's been a while, I feel like, since I've, like, got into, like, a disagreement with someone over, like, on Discord or Twitter or, like, Instagram or something like that. Yeah, it, you know, uh, it happens. It happens sometimes. Yeah. With, you know, especially with me, like, you know, and just, uh, especially in the House of Cinema Discord server, you know, yeah. we'll, Definitely, there are some very strong opinions that we'll get into there, and we're like, oh, you know, we 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 chat sometimes, you know, as we're sharing opinions. Yeah. So it's it's very it's very entertaining. Well, I will say over on the RTBP patron Discord, lots of strong takes, hot takes, but they're all met with support. <laughs> <laughs> and um if people are being petty it's usually like my friends towards me <laughs> not, not about anyone's movie recommendations or opinions on movies hot takes we do have we do have a hot takes channel and a house of cinema discord server nice nice that's super fun love that okay arthur this was so much fun where can the listeners find you and anything else you want to plug well, first, I want to thank you very much, Chloe, for letting me come on here. This really was a blast. Good. I had fun, too. If people want to find me, you know, they can listen to Two Cents Critic. Again, I, I cover books, movies, and TV shows on there. You know, I come out with episodes, uh, typically weekly. Although, there are times when, I'm, when I will come out with a bonus episode, maybe an author interview. So, you know, that happens sporadically, but most of the time, it is just, you know, the main episodes. And... People can find my podcast on uh, Twitter and Instagram at two underscore sense critic. Uh, you can follow my personal accounts on Twitter, Good Pod, Storygraph, Letterboxd, and TikTok at author underscore ant18. Uh, you can find me on Goodreads at Goodreads at author Howell. You can email me at email two sense critic at yahoo.com. You can check out my blog at two sense critic.com and make sure you. Subscribe, rate, and review my, you know, my podcast, Two Cents Critic, wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it's on iTunes, Stitcher, Anchor, Spotify, Good Pods, all of those services. And go check out my episodes. I was on, again, thrice uh, with Arthur, and we had some really good in-depth chat about those two books and movies. So definitely go check out Two Cents Critic. Well, thanks for coming on. Thank you. 
there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to Arthur for joining me on today's episode. I also want to say thank you to Playlist for editing today's episode. If you have made it here, thank you so much. If you're looking for more ready-to-be-petty content, head on over to patreon.com slash rtbppodcast where you can get 18-plus episodes of RTBP with some really fun guests, really interesting topics, and a little bit more spice for 5 bucks a month. And you can follow me at RTBB Podcast on all social platforms. I hope you are safe and healthy out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I'm ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.